If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, everybody. My name is Christine Elise. You may know me from the Chucky franchise. I played Kyle. And you are listening to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. In a world where zombies, ghosts, serial killers, and vampires all exist, it's Nico, Brian, Mike, and Dustin. And they are all that stand between you and the films that could end the world. Welcome to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to the Don't Go Out There Horror Movie Review Podcast. Just want to thank all our fans and listeners. And before we jump into our film review, I just want to give a quick shout out to our website, don'tgooutthere.com. We have our store uh, under the mass blog entries if you want to check those out. And we have all of our episodes and interviews and uh, our celebrity intros on the website if you want to go give all of those a quick listen. And just another quick shout out to our social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Don't go out there. Just search for that and you'll find us. You'll see Brian's awesome uh, graphic he made for us. And tonight, the film review that we're doing is we're going back to the Child's Play franchise. We're going to the first sequel, Child's Play 2. And we have a really, really special guest. Actually, we have two special guests. The ladies from the Don't Fuck With The Original podcast. And Becky and Casper, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourselves to our audience. Hey, guys, uh, this is Becky Gremlin here. Um, we started our podcast uh, about a year ago in January of 2019, and uh, we're pretty much all things horror and spoopy. And as, and we, like, as spoopy. we like, it is spoopy. Um, and yeah, we, we pretty much do. We didn't really want to be kind of your run of the mill. Uh, we wanted to do a little bit of everything, kind of take both of our similar interests. So we do everything from horror movies to serial killers to paranormal and a little bit of everything in between. So, And I'm Casper. <laughs> Casper the Friendly Ghost. Yes. <laughs> uh, what's actually, what did we... We, we have actually... We have actually... We've actually... <laughs> uh, been really close friends for a long time. We met at a horror convention. Yes. And oh, nice. a couple of years ago, getting late into the year, we both were like, we love horror so much. Why don't we talk about it? Like, what you're listening to on our podcast is our conversations, like normal conversations. Yeah, we kind of modeled ourselves. I know for me personally, and I think for a lot of people just podcasting in general, uh, Joe Rogan is kind of the godfather of all of this. <laughs> and I've been a long time. I, I sing his praises all the time. And 
I love how his podcast even now is really not structured in any way. It's just kind of a general conversation and it's really laid back. And that's exactly what we wanted. So we kind of model ourselves after that, that we really don't have a structure to what we do. Like what you hear is exactly what we are. So we, we kind of appreciated that realness and hope everybody else does too. And apparently they do because we've garnered a little bit of a following. So and people, <laughs> people actually ask me like, how much editing do you do? And I'm like, I don't edit. No, I straight, we straight up what post exactly. <laughs> and people seem to really like that. They seem to really like the fact that it's just raw and it's just a normal conversation. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You can definitely tell when something's structured and forced. I, I like the free flowing aspect. All right, one our, one of the girls' names from uh, of our guests is Chucky Sidechick. So it seemed uh, it seemed fitting that we review a Chucky movie. Child's that Play Two. Do y'all want to give y'all's uh, general general synopsis of the of you know just do the Child's Play franchise and Child's Play Two specifically? I'll let you go go first. since he's my love. Yeah. <laughs> so, growing up, I wasn't allowed to watch horror movies, so I didn't even see the Child's Play franchise in full until. Actually, I didn't even watch Child's Play until I was like 17 or 18 years old, which was about 10 years ago. So uh, when I first watched it, I was kind of like, I'm not really into it. I don't know. I mean, I didn't hate it, but I was like more into Freddy. Freddy was kind of like the pinnacle of love for me to love horror because I loved how he the kills were so much better. And then I saw Child's Play 2. So Child's Play 2 is actually the reason why I fell in love with the franchise, um, because I was the kills were better. Um, he was in it more, which it's not that the first one's terrible. I love the first one. The first one's fantastic, but I like the fact that he's in it so much more in the second one. And you actually get to see him do a lot of the kills. Um, and the, the franchise as a whole is my favorite because he's just adorable. And this is going to sound like demented, but every time he smiles when he kills somebody, I'm like, oh, he's so cute. He's especially adorable in the second one. Yeah, he's he's adorable in the second one. Um, and in Cult, Cult, he's absolutely adorable. Three, I'm not a big fan of, still not a big fan of. Um, four, Bride of Chucky is my absolute favorite. Um, we beg to differ on that one, but it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Seed is fine. I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Seed. Well, I mean, Britney Spears dies, yeah, so yeah. we have that. Um, Curse is brilliant, and Cult is brilliant. But I know that's not everybody's look on the whole franchise. But as the franchise as a whole, after seeing especially after seeing Bride, I fell deeply in love with Chucky. And I had to come to terms this year that Chucky is my true love. Still love Freddy. <laughs> Still love Freddy, but Chucky has my soul. Literally. <laughs> wait, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. You just ran through the franchise, but I don't think I heard the remake. I don't think I heard the reboot get any love there. What's going on? <laughs> mm. <laughs> that doesn't exist to me. <laughs> we are all on the same page with that one. It's like John Cena. We don't we don't see it. Do <laughs> <laughs> you guys know how we got our name? Like yeah. how we got our name Don't Fuck with the Original? It's actually to do with that. So I was at a friend of mine's and I found out they were fine they were remaking Child's Play and I was pissed. I like 
lost my mind. Especially, and I called you. And my friend literally gets up and storms out of the room. And she's like, why don't you just stop fucking with the original? And I was like, hold on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I always assumed it was from Scream. Because that's a line mm-hmm. in part four, right? So I assumed that that, that was it from It is. It yep. is. That's why. That's actually why our Twitter handle is 8811. Because Scream 4 came out in 2011. And mm. the original Child's Play came out in 88. So oh, fun okay. Fact. That's cool. <laughs> hey, hey, fun facts are at the end of the show. Calm down now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. Uh, I'll just give my general thoughts real quick. Uh, Child's Play 2. Uh, no secret here. This is my favorite Child's Play movie in the whole franchise. Uh, I really yeah. like the, I really like the original too. But the, what I love about this one is you don't have to wait thirty to forty five minutes to get Chucky. You get him within the first five minutes. You get you get Chucky giving his one liners, being the sadistic murderer from the get go, and I love it. I, I really like this movie. Uh, when we did our final girls, final guys rankings, I put Kyle, Christina, Lee. At number seven, I believe. Uh, I really like Kyle in this movie and her role uh, with a- Alex Vincent, Andy. And Andy's a lot better in this movie than the first yeah. one too. Cause, you know, he he aged. He got you know he got better. Uh, I really like this movie. Uh, Dustin, do you want to go next, man? Sure, I'll go next. So I like this movie too. But that being said, I think that once once we get through the scene by scene, the breakdown of it. I do have some major critiques. There are some things that I just really don't like. I think a lot of the the writing was lazy, lazily done, uh, as far as making it make sense and and the convenience factor that they took and shortcuts that they used to to get to point B from point A at times. Uh, this is not my favorite Child's Play movie in the franchise. I am a Child's Play fan. Um, I haven't actually thought about which one of my favorite is. I'm sure we'll rank these one day. But this is not it. Um, I do agree with you. Alex Vincent did a – he really came into his own uh, from the first one to the second one. Tremendous improvement there. Uh, not as – which, I mean, how how are you, you going to critique a kid like that? But not as annoying in his acting and his, <laughs> in his delivery in uh, some lines. Um, but no, I, overall, I think it's an enjoyable film. And so now I'm going to explain why that doesn't necessarily translate to a good film. <laughs> no, I, I agree with that. Go ahead, Brian. Um, I mean, and we kind of talked about it a little bit. Well, we all know how much nostalgia plays, you know, into especially some of these 80s and 90s movies and our opinions of them. Um, unfortunately, I mean, I don't have any nostalgia for Child's Play movies because I didn't really care for them growing up. I was a Friday Nightmare and Halloween kid. So, you know, as an adult, I can really only look at them for like what they are without that nostalgia playing into it. And uh, like I said in our original Child's Play review, um, I actually like the character of Chucky. I even said it then. But the the dad jokes with the every kill and the maniacal laughter, it's it's what they try to turn, you know, um, Freddy into from part four, you know, to Freddy's dead. And it didn't work because, like I said, then it's Chucky. You know, it's not Freddy. Um, with that said, I really love Curse of Chucky, so it's not like I hate every entry of the franchise. I don't. Curse, honestly, is the only one that I really love, though. And, um, you know, with all that said, this one entry, even upon this rewatch, I mean, it's 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 just it's just okay for me. Um, I really agree with uh, with Dustin. Um, you know, there's a lot of critiquing that you can do throughout. Oh yeah, I've got I've got some nitpicks, even though I love it, but 
There, there's no perfect movie. Unless Stanley Kubrick done it. Ain't that right, Dustin? Oh, my God. <laughs> We're starting this already? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, let's jump but, into the scene. But you are, scene. But you are right. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> let's jump into the scene by scene. All right, the film starts with the Chucky doll, the remains from uh, the child's play being examined and being put together uh, in the opening credits. Sullivan, the boss at Good Guy, Inc. That's, I, I, I just assume he's the boss. I don't know what his exact role is. He shows up to the factory, and his sidekick, Matson tells him of Andy Barkley's story, and he says he thinks the voice box was tampered with. They want to start production on Good Guy dolls again. The guy putting the doll back together hits the stuck machine and is electrocuted when the eyes are inserted into the doll's head. Now Andy is being questioned by a therapist if he's still thinking about Chucky and if he wants to talk about it. Andy tells him that the doll, you know, tells him about the doll and his story, Charles Lee Ray. The ambulance shows up and gets the dead body, and we see the Chucky doll has moved by the door and is not in, you know, where the machines were. Grace is showing Phil and Joanne, Andy, their foster parents, looking to adopt. Grace tells them the background of Andy and his story. Andy now, he leaves with Phil and Joanne. They have, you know, generic getting-to-know-each-other conversation, and Phil almost drives into a good guy semi-truck. They get home and start to show Andy the house. Andy gets scolded for almost touching an antique statue. Andy goes into the wrong room, and he sees Kyle, who's also staying at the house. It's his foster sister we get to know. He gets caught smoking, and Joanne says to go help with dinner. She takes Andy to his room, and a good guy doll falls on top of him in the top of the closet. Phil scolds him from running, for running in the house, and Joanne removes the doll from the room. First critique I have is Phil. Come on, man. <laughs> you you got to know that kid's going to run if he sees a doll that just scarred his whole life. That's, you know, but. All right. Uh, Becky, Casper, what are your thoughts on the first two opening scenes? Well, I agree. Uh, I mean, he's virtually traumatized by that doll. So, of course, he's going to run away from it. So I didn't quite get that scene either. Um, I did want to say for the record that Child's Play 2 happened to be the first I think it was about the first Child's Play movie I ever personally saw. saw. This is going to show my age, but I was six when it came out. And so this was around the time this movie specifically always stuck in my head because especially going through the scenes when, uh, you know, the first scene where they're in the factory and then the scene when Phil almost hits the truck, because this is around the same time that um, the My Buddy dolls were out. Mm-hmm. And I remember these dolls. I remember Chucky absolutely terrifying me. And my buddy dolls absolutely terrifying me from that point on. I think my mom like wanted to get me one for Toys R Us that Christmas. And I just screamed bloody murder and said, no, it's going to kill me like Chucky. I just was absolutely mortified. Uh, my buddy was, and me. I remember that whole theme song. too. And that shows my age, too. The commercials. I mean, it's like going over <laughs> my head. Every, every kid from that era remembers those commercials. But. Yeah, that scene in particular with him almost running into the, the truck and seeing it, um, you know, watching it again, too, there were like little parts of the scenes that I picked out that were just really poignant to that time. Like noticing this time around that Andy was wearing Chuck Taylors. Like, I don't know why I happened to point that out. Like, just figured that out. Were they Chuck Taylors or Chucky Taylors? <laughs> oh, <Ooh. laughs> LOL. She's always got the dad jokes. Yep. Probably what actually why there it is. That's why I like it. Yep. Dad oh, Betty. Brian loved it. 
<laughs> I love it. <laughs> no, I agree with the whole like running out of the room thing too, because I'm like, also, I think it's funny that she ends up like um, Joanne takes the cigarettes from Kyle and Kyle immediately gets up and <laughs> okay, I'm gets sorry. more cigarettes out of the suitcase. I'm also sorry to see the line, but uh, Kyle, call me sometime. Now she can call me. I met her. I met her two years ago, and she can call me any day. (laughs) Any day she wants to. How you doing? (laughs) Oh, Mike's Um, not here, so somebody's got to use it. So there you go. I had to. I had to. That's good. Oh, she's great cry. in this movie. She's great in this movie. I love, I love Kyle oh, in this movie. Yeah. So I loved her in this movie. I thought it had a strong beginning, though, because I really liked how the second one started with rebuilding him. Yeah. I really mm-hmm. liked they pretty much went into detail, even showed, like, getting the charring off his face. Um, that added a real creep. Yeah. Factor, yeah. I think his teeth creeped me out because they, they were real. Yeah. yeah. The teeth look very real. I was like, them things look like real human teeth. I was like, okay, all right. Mm-hmm. Dustin, you want to go next, man? They were still dirty. Like when they put his plastic on his head, I was like, his teeth are still dirty. Brush them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and go on this. So right out the gate, I mean, I, I do appreciate the fact that we don't beat around the bush in this. I mean, we get straight to the shit. He's six minutes in, we get a death. That's Good pacing already, because it's already like, okay, we're here, here, we're not going to have to wait, like you guys said about the first one. We don't, you know, we're right to the action. However, there are scene, there are moments in this that I think are, like I said, lazily done. They half-ass explained the fact that his mom is institutionalized. Mm-hmm. They didn't mention, to my, I've watched it a couple times this week, I did, they didn't mention... Okay, the mom's institutionalized, but she had two cops that also would have had her back in the story. What happened to them? And now we get Andy's in a in a foster home, or he's going to be placed with with people with a family. And then, you know, do you believe in coincidence, or what? What are the odds that he almost runs into the truck, and his PTSD is just going to be immediately triggered because he looks up and sees Chucky's face on the side of the transfer truck? And then the doll falling out of the closet. It's just, I don't, you know, it, it seems like more due diligence would have been done by the foster family to make sure that damn doll is hidden somewhere to where he'll never find it. Uh, that to me is one of those things. It's like, I, I wish they wouldn't have done. I wish they would have introduced Chucky into the, the foster home a different way. Um, I feel like having the doll that was left by one of the previous kids there was just kind of, it's it's kind of a shortcut to just be like, oh, it makes sense that Chucky's here or that there's a uh, good guy doll here. I will say, though, that I had my buddy doll when I was a kid, and my dad <laughs> used to scare the shit out of me because <laughs> I can remember coming out. I couldn't remember coming out of the bathroom and like it's dark in the house. And then my dad just like crouching down, but he's got the doll in his hand. and He just like jumps the doll out of one of the bedrooms. At me. Oh, that's not even. That's not Woo! funny, man. No. Therapy Yeah. Yeah. So. Uh, Chucky doll would not be the mascot. No, You'd be no. like, I can't be a thing. <laughs> but but the, but the good news is, I also grew up watching professional wrestling, so I, I got my I got my shots in on my buddy once we got you know once the doors were closed, I beat shit out of him. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there. 
<laughs> Stone Cold stun him. Just bam. Exactly. <laughs> just yeet. <laughs> I grew up watching wrestling too, so I had to throw that in nice. there. Nice. <laughs> oh, and, and one more thing. I, I just overlooked this. So one more thing about that opening scene. So yeah, I like the fact that we got a death that quickly. However, the cause of death was, it's it's bizarre to me. Like, there, Chucky, I know that Chucky got placed into the body via supernatural means and the, the spell, you know, the curse, whatever. And we see that later in the scene when he's trying to transfer it back out. But if he could kill people without actually having to kill people, why is he not doing that the whole, you know, the rest of the film? He didn't have to actually assert any physical violence on him. He just attacked him with electricity. That was a little bit weird to me, but... That's you all did, I got on you didn't first. know Chucky had the 1990s Star Wars Emperor Force Lightning effect, <laughs> right? <laughs> He's a Sith Lord. Did you not know? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that kind of floated around, and I'm starting to kind of think of a that seemed to have been a theme. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think around like the late 80s, early 90s, where you kind of had that. There was, I think there was just kind of maybe, and I, I could see how that would be kind of hokey, like you would just kind of have that because you're like, well, then why didn't he just use that before? I also wanted to say real quick, Brian, um, there was a, they kind of gloss over it in the beginning. There's kind of this quick part between that exec and that one guy when they're in the hallway talking about, I think Andy's in relation to Andy's mom. If I remember correctly, something, even though I still feel like this was kind of rushed to that they paid off the cops maybe in some way they were able to kind of cover up the story quickly enough that they were just kind of able to say, Oh, she was crazy. And like, just throw her in an institution real quick and just completely just like completely yeah. discount. What she said, which still, I don't know. That was kind of rushed. If you didn't like catch that, you wouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, there was actually supposed to be a whole scene at the beginning with her, with Catherine Hicks before a judge and getting, you know, institutionalized and the whole thing kind of showing that. But um, I guess that's a little fuss factor right off the bat. But they cut that from the thing. But Catherine Hicks was actually supposedly like on set all the time because of her uh, husband who actually operated the Chucky doll a lot. So um, I assume that they met there in the first Chucky movie. I don't really know that part, but um, I guess I guess I'll go ahead and go. Um so <laughs> we definitely have to suspend belief right off the bat. I mean, I can't believe I just said that about a movie about a possessed killer doll. But, okay, <laughs> suspend belief inside the Child's Play canon, let's say that. Um, yeah. As we've now been, like, taken inside the Char doll and exactly, like, what's the reason? What's the reason, though, why are we rebuilding it? Um, I mean, examining it, I get it, but I don't really – why are they rebuilding it? Um, also, like, during the, ex during the examination, did we find out, you know, about the – the heart, you know, that it supposedly had that we shot and blood spattered all over the first one. Did I miss that or did they just kind of not explain that part? No, you didn't miss anything. Nope. Okay, so they just kind of moved. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, he just he and, got a brand new heart. And I do want to say the same thing Nico said to begin with. I really, Alex Vincent's, um, you know, first of all, thank you to Alex Vincent for doing the intro to this show. Um, but his act, his acting to me is, is a lot better in this movie for sure. Um, a lot better than the first one, which we kind of got into a little bit. And, uh, and I wrote down, fuck Phil because, and, but, but you know what props to Garrett Graham, by the way, for his acting as well, because I hate the dude and I, it's because of his acting. He did such a good job on his, he played an yeah. asshole very well. 
Um, yeah, the only yeah, I've seen yeah. him in a couple of times in some Star Trek stuff and like some TV series that he did. So he had a good TV career, but I'd never seen him before this, honestly, in a movie. Um, and but yeah, I mean, great, great parenting start, Phil. He, he asking this is what I thought was funny. He was asking Andy if he liked sushi on the damn way to the car. I mean, the man just told you <laughs> that he likes chocolate and <laughs> eggs and you hit him with the sushi. So, I mean, it's, so Andy, what's your thoughts on a creme brulee followed by a nice lobster frittata? It's just it sounded it sounded it sounded just ridiculous. But you know, besides looking like a serial killer himself, Phil. But I mean, who can blame the dude? Because his house is pink and blue. I would be a serial killer too if I lived in that house. Just so you know. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's I'm dying. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, he definitely looks like he played a uh, serial killer on Criminal Minds, hundred <laughs> percent. All right, Matson. He leaves the factory with a Chucky doll and he throws it in the back seat. He stops at a liquor store to buy vodka, and Chucky notices the uh, car phone. So Chucky he gets the car phone. He calls the foster home, and he gets Andy's info and whereabouts. Chucky pops up and holds a gun to Matson's head. He panics and pulls over in a parking lot. He ties his hand behind his back and shoots him in the face, and it's just a water gun. Chucky laughs and then smothers him with a plastic bag. Chucky now runs towards the foster home Andy's at. Andy Andy is being read a bedtime story as Chucky breaks in. Andy misses his mom. Chucky is downstairs and uses the antique statue and busts it over the Tommy good guy doll. He now buries the other doll outside under the swing. Phil now asks the two kids about the broken statue at breakfast. He grounds both of them when neither confess. Andy and Kyle are now doing laundry, and Andy tries a cigarette for the first time. Kyle and Andy talk about Phil being grouchy. Andy walks in and hears Phil second-guessing adopting him. Andy walks into the living room, and the good guy doll was left there, which makes no damn sense to me. Uh, <laughs> and, Andy says, I hate yeah. you, and checks it for the batteries. Andy's outside swinging over an obvious dug-up hole. He asks Kyle, do you miss your mom and dad? She says you can't miss them if you never met them. Andy pushes her on the swing, and Chucky stares at the hole he dug. Phil calls him inside to eat. Andy's asleep in bed, and Chucky wakes up and binds him to the bed. Chucky's back, I wrote with an exclamation point. We're friends to the end. He starts to chant, but Kyle climbs into his room. Kyle frees him, and he yells, it's Chucky. Phil and Joanne blame Kyle. He throws the doll into the basement as Andy yells, kill him. Chucky realizes he's turning human after he has a bloody nose. Brian, do you want to go first on those two scenes, man? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, so is it just me, or does the mom's accent kind of change from scene to scene in this film? Like, I don't and, – and is it just me? But to me, she reminded me a lot of the Rian Reese, the girl that played the podcaster from Halloween 2018. Maybe it's just me. All accents are not the same, Brian. Um, I don't know. Anyway, um, and, like, look, it's a great visual. You know, it's cool to see Chucky kill Tommy just to replace him and bury him. But is it really necessary? I think that's a little overkill here. Forget forget the fact that Tommy's just standing at the end of the stairs inexplicably there. But Tommy isn't real. So, I don't. I mean, couldn't have you just thrown him in the trash? I don't know. Like, that just seemed like way overkill to me. Um, also, a little trivia that Tommy is named after Tom Holland, not Spider-Man, but the director of the, um, the first Child's Play, um, which, you know, seems fine until you realize that, you know, Don Mancini and he had a lot of problems apparently in the first one. And uh, he actually wrote him to get his head bashed in by Chucky. So obviously that was a little fuck you to Mr. Holland there. And uh, 
I did think it was kind of funny where it was like cigarettes are bad for you, but secondhand smoke isn't during that whole scene where she was smoking, <laughs> where he was smoking on the, that was crazy. And, uh, I just want to let, I just want to say to everyone that the fact that Andy was tied to the bed, everybody let that go just a little too easily. I mean, if you were any one of those three people, you should be very disturbed by the thought that any of the other three would tie him to the bed like that. Um, plus shit, you know, in the time it took Chucky to tie his ass up, he could have actually done the chant and been swapped out and it sort of been done, which it, which honestly I'll say a bunch during this, throughout this movie, because it's to me, that's crazy. You could have easily ended this movie many times, but you know, he, he kind of ruined it. And you know, you won't convince me that Phil isn't the BTK killer outside of this movie based (laughs) on the way he looks his house. And now he's tying kids up. I think, you know, I don't know It, it. You won't convince me that it's not a murderer. (laughs) <laughs> Becky, Casper, what are your thoughts on those two scenes? <laughs> I gotta get over what was just said. I was gonna say the Zodiac killer till I thought about the kid being tied up, and I was like, oh, BTK, you know, the sweater vest, it like it's not really all starting to make sense now. And you're exactly right. They gloss over this kid being tied to a bed. And for him to say it over and over, Chucky did it, Chucky did it, Chucky did it. And they're like, and I'm like, I feel like after the 70,000th time that a child told me this doll, you know, it was kind of fucked up. And every time you're around someone, someone either dies or hurt gets hurt. You know, maybe we should look into it at this point. Instead of being like, well, Kyle did it. And Kyle's like, bitch, I just got here. I don't even know what just happened. Well, and even (laughs) my whole thing is, even if, what really disturbed me is that even if they even if they really, really thought Kyle did it, you guys let her off a little too easily. <laughs> like we can't be bringing foster kids home if you're gonna just tie them up to their bed, like to their bed doing? and their pajamas. That's not creepy at all in the middle of the night. What? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he forces them to throw them in the basement and really, yeah, fuck him. Yeah, he's only God. We're not liking Phil. Phil's, you know, like, it's just like my roommate said while I was watching this. She's like, okay, so what if, what if you didn't believe that the doll was possessed or whatever? If a doll is causing a child this much trauma, why don't you just fucking get rid of it? Why are you going to throw it in your basement? That's going to, that's going to cause them more, and you know, anxiety because now all this thing's in the basement. Instead of just, I don't know, throwing it in the trash. I don't know, you know, driving it to the dump. I don't, I don't take it to, take it to Rumpke. Like, don't throw it in the basement because that's just going to make it worse. <laughs> Rumpke is our dump in case that doesn't oh, yeah. translate <laughs> to the rest of the country. <laughs> <laughs> Rumpke is trash. <laughs> Literal trash. <laughs> but yeah, yeah no, so... it, the way that he gets, the, he, it is a little overkill with the other doll, but I feel like that's a very chubby thing. For yeah. him, Tim, for him to kind of overdo something like yes. that, True. it's kind of like something he would do just because he's a little bit of a drama queen, which I love. He's a diva. Yeah, a little <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, uh, the, these scenes to me were a bunch of fluff. I mean, you had Matson stopping at the store to buy vodka. I don't know why that was necessary, but I will say him not being able to use his credit cards is a true sign of the times. Could you imagine going somewhere now and they're like cash only? 
you'd almost look at them like, <laughs> is your machine down? Like, what, what's going on here? Um, but there, like I said, there's really no point to it. Like, is he, does he have underlying alcohol issues that were never addressed? Uh, why we have to have him buying vodka here? It's just weird. He was getting uh, it, remember? Because his was it his wife or his girlfriend? Oh no, it was some girlfriend. It was a girlfriend, and they, it was their anniversary. And she's like, hey, "Did you get the vodka?" That's right. That's right. Three. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That, that's he's right. Like, of course, I got the vodka, and then he's like, "I gotta go get vodka." It still just seems weird. Like, there's no point to it other than to give Chucky a chance to use the phone. Like, I feel like a lot of these scenes and a lot of these moments are done with no other logical sense other than to foreshadow or build off something that was unnecessary to begin with. So you got him out of the car so Chucky can use the phone. That uh, foster agency gave up information way too quickly. Like, you can call somewhere and just be like, hey, I'm a relative. Where do they live now? And they'll just be like, oh, right here. Yeah, there was no HIPAA, I guess. My name Uncle Charles. No that record place. of that at all. Oh, this is exactly his address. <laughs> that, that, that place is a walking amber alert. What the hell? Um, <laughs> yes. There, yeah, and like Brian said, there's no reason to kill Tommy or let alone bury him, other than to set up the fact that he's going to get dug up at some point, um, and to smash a statue that. Uh, we just happened to get Phil rule number one, don't touch the old stuff. And so it just happened to be that same statue that got him in trouble. They found broke. That was kind of lazy to me. Um, why the hell did cloud come into his window? <laughs> like she clearly didn't sneak out of his window. So why is she climbing back into his window? There's, this is not a small house. There's it's a, it's a decent house. You could, there's several points of entry, but you choose uh, you choose that particular window, and then you know when he's sitting there tied to the bed, it's almost like, holy shit, is Todd from Wedding Crashers about to play some tummy sticks? This is creepy. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> oh, that was great. That was great. <laughs> All right, Andy and Kyle are off to school now, and I wrote egg salad. Yup. Uh, Kyle. <laughs> Kyle asks. How'd you tie yourself up like that? Chucky, and uh, now we see Chucky grabs a hold of the bottom of the bus and hitches a ride. Chucky is in Andy's class now and writes on Andy's paper. Andy gets in trouble after getting his ear thumped. Andy is kept in detention after seeing fuck you, bitch, on his paper. He blames <laughs> it on Chucky. She throws the doll in the closet. She locks him in the classroom, which I don't think would be uh, legal at all to lock a child in a classroom. He goes to the closet, and Chucky jumps, uh, jump scares him through the keyhole. He climbs out the window as Chucky insults him. Miss Kettlewell comes back and thinks it's Andy in the closet. She opens the door to an empty closet. Chucky jumps out, impaling her with an air pump. He then beats her to death with a yardstick, and I love that scene, just him walking out, slapping the yardstick against his other hand. Uh, I, I, wrote, I just wrote, I love the shot as it pans away, and you keep seeing him striking her. I love that. Andy tells his foster parents Chucky followed him to school. Phil has Andy open the basement door, and he doesn't, so Phil opens the door, and the doll is still there at the bottom. Phil yells that Andy needs professional help. Andy's head's down as he hears the argument. Kyle tells him it's not the end of the world. She, comfort, she comforts him, says the only person you can count on is yourself. Andy says no matter where I go, Chucky will find me. Andy goes into the kitchen and gets an electric knife to go kill Chucky. He goes into the basement, and Chucky's not at the stairs at the bottom of the stairs anymore. I wrote, the basement is creepy AF. Uh, and then I wrote, Andy is goofy AF because he keeps bu bumping into everything. 
I think that's a child's play one, Andy, Andy coming back. Phil goes downstairs <laughs> hearing a lot of noises. He goes into the basement and sees Andy with the knife. And Chucky is underneath the stairs. And Chucky hooks Phil's leg. And he breaks his neck when he hits the floor. <laughs> and I love the how's it hanging, Phil, before mm-hmm. he drops him. Uh, and then Joe and then uh, Joanne yells, get away from me, as she runs down and finds her dead husband. Hey, Dustin, you want to go first on those two scenes, man? Yeah, sure. Um, first of all, I, I like the aesthetic of, like you said, Chucky walking out with a slap in his hand with the yardstick and everything. But I think she's more likely to die from getting, you know, air pumped to the heart. I don't care who you are, how strong you are, how many times you do it. I don't think that I'm going to die from being hit with a yardstick. Those things are pretty flimsy. It's more likely to break. So I think that was kind of a, a lame, which, you know, maybe she did bleed out from the from getting stabbed. But that was kind of, it looked good. But logically, that's not going to kill somebody. Um I like the uh, and you're right egg salad. What that that actually cracked me up because I like how the one food he said he liked eggs. It's like okay, what can I do? Egg salad. <laughs> that was oh, that I was never funny caught that. Nice catch. I didn't even catch that one. <laughs> and so uh, like she could have made him anything. I don't know if my if my mom or anybody was sent me to school with egg salad. I'm probably just skipping school right then. I'm I'm gonna be a dropout. I'm gonna be a dropout. Six years old. Um, <laughs> The I love the <laughs> I love the uh, the most satisfying death of the movie comes right here because Phil was such a dickwad and <laughs> I love the I love the how's it hanging like you said that that's that's classic that's the Chucky we all love um, I will say though that Joanne like God don't don't be a bitch like he he didn't do it <laughs> like if you walk down the stairs and you see him laying there with a broken neck. You're not gonna assume that this seven-year-old tripped him off the steps and killed him. Like it's an accident, clearly, it, unless you believe Andy that Chucky did it. But um, also the scene where he's got the you know the electric carver and he just starts poking around in the dryer. What the hell are you doing? That that was goofy as shit to me. Like, yeah. That was that was funny. But uh, these scenes were better than the last two. So now we're getting back on track. I enjoyed these scenes other than the logistics of killing someone with a yardstick. Becky and Casper, go ahead. I pretty much agree with all of that, actually. The whole egg salad thing I caught, because I got it the last time, and I was like, really, the one food that he said I should never be like, omelets for breakfast, egg salad for lunch, scrambled eggs yeah. for dinner, eggs, eggs. <laughs> Where's the sushi, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, where's my sushi? I also thought that was because what six-year-old kid likes sushi but um the yardstick thing i also thought because i was like bitch if you were hitting her hard enough to kill her that yardstick would break because there's no way that that wouldn't break but i'm also just sitting there like enjoying the cheese because i'm like this is this is so great (laughs) because there's blood splattering everywhere and i'm like there's no way this could happen but this is fantastic (laughs) I know for me, it's it's just so funny to think that as a kid, that scene of him walking out of that closet with that yardstick was horrifying. But now as an adult, I'm like, oh, my God, look at how cute he is. And I'm and I'm laughing and I'm laughing hysterically at it. 
I think for the same reason that it's pretty impossible that you're going to beat somebody to death with a yardstick. <laughs> but uh, I, I did want to say that the lady that plays Miss Kettlewell, I really distinct, I'm a huge Donnie Darko fan and I distinctly remember her being just a super mega bitch and Donnie Darko. And it seems like she kind of took on this character arc of sort of playing kind of bitchy characters like that in several movies. So seeing it again after remembering her character from Donnie Darko was was kind of cool, too. <laughs> also, it's probably good to watch her die. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kind really of like this satisfying Phil death. Oh, my God. That Pretty was much. the best death. Phil's death. Yes. I that agree. was that was the best because you're like, oh, funny. The most satisfying. He's fine. You didn't have to do stupid shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to treat your foster son like he was some serial killer murderer when all of a sudden he's just found in every scene. Just like deer in headlights look like I didn't do anything. Yeah. By and film. yeah, the, the turkey carver in the dryer. What the fuck was that? I'm, I'm like, is he trying to carve the clothes? <laughs> right. So I'm like, if Chucky was really in there, he's not going to do anything by carving him. Why are you looking around? Like, you're not going to, he's, he's going to come out and turn it on you, sir. Do you, you know this, you know this doll. <laughs> Especially as lackadaisically as he was doing it. Like he was just half-assed sticking it in there, like with no effort, no gusto, just, yeah. Shut up, Brian. <laughs> he, he's didn't say anything, he's, man. Didn't say like, anything. Almost like he's taking a knife and like just calmly touching the clothes. <laughs> like, is he in here? Oh my god, is he there? No, <laughs> no effort at all. No. <clears throat> so yeah, that was that was that was pretty much pretty much those scenes for for me anyway. Yeah, I'm like you. We're getting back on track to the real Chucky, though. So. Yeah. All right. A few things. Number one, there was zero black or mixed kids on that entire bus. Every one, every one of those kids was white. Every single one of them. Number two, Andy can't color worth a shit unless Chucky <laughs> colored in all of those yellow animals. They colored them all the same. And you know, unless Chucky did that just to be a dick before writing "fuck you, bitch" on it, that kid. Andy has way bigger problems than a toy trying to kill him. This dude, Andy, is going to turn out to be some crazy recluse who lives in a cabin somewhere and tortures good guy dolls. Wait, <laughs> hey, dramatic Wait. pause. Yeah. That was my dramatic pause. You know, sometimes it's nice just to hang out on a Friday night with your best friend. <laughs> anyway, you, you ever tried to color when you're being chased by a psycho killer doll? Come on, man. Well, he, he needs to pick better times to do his homework if that's when he's trying to do it, because that's crazy. The man's trying. The man can't. The man, that's crazy. That's crazy the way he colored that. He deserved it. Chucky didn't have to do anything. The teacher would have suspended him probably. Um. Anyway, why didn't Chucky just kill the teacher in the classroom with Andy? Because I mean, we're waiting to the climax to be able to have the opportunity against the transfer of soul. But again, the writers shouldn't have given him so many opportunities here. Instead, we get the teacher for some reason locking Andy in the classroom, like that's completely legal and normal anyway. And then we get the teacher kill, which honestly, you know, I did like. I actually did like that a lot. I do wish that they would have not gone with the ruler. They would have just like like instead with the uh, had the like maybe an air bubble going as hard or whatever and killed her. But. Um, I will say I did like the point of view shot of Andy, you know, like it's Chucky. And then at boom, at the end, you get, you know, Andy. I did like that. 
Um, but the man's got to my man's got to pick a better weapon because you I mean Chucky Chucky jumped on him with that thing and he didn't do any damage when he hit him like nothing. It was just that he's got to he's got to go with a regular knife there. And uh, on a, another question is why didn't Chucky just kill all the members of his family? Which you know he I mean he does feel, but why didn't he just go ahead and kill the other two? You know because then she just waited until Andy got transported away then killing the mother and making kyle drive him around in the next scenes um which yeah and again the last thing i had written down is how you know how's a hanging feel i love that i love that line that's what i love about chucky you know his dad jokes aplenty and he makes it so much better i just wish i would have gotten a uh a sushi joke in there somewhere from andy <laughs> i do i do have one more thing on these scenes like you said there's no uh the the bus ride First of all, those are some badass little kids on that bus, though. Like, new kid, new kid, and it's the first day, I'm assuming, on the bus. He's just walking down the aisle, and the kid just shoves him right in the chest. Asshole. And then <laughs> he's sitting there in class, and the kid flips him in the back of the ear. And the best you could come up with is get lost microchip. <laughs> we got to work on your shit talking, Andy. That is terrible. <laughs> You're going to call someone microchip? Anyway. My man was focusing on this coloring. My man was focusing on this coloring. <laughs> Was he though? It looked awful. <laughs> I feel like Chucky didn't need to write "fuck you, bitch" on the paper. I feel like the coloring was a "fuck you, bitch." <laughs> exactly, exactly. I she had thrown, like she had locked him in the closet regardless. I do like the fact that it was pointed out, and thank you for that. And I don't even I that totally blew by me because I'm like, wait a minute, this is Chicago. Wouldn't there yeah. be like at least one yeah. black kid on that bus? Like. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. No diversity. I, I appreciate that. Looking back <laughs> now, I'm like, hmm, okay. I I never noticed that honestly. I just noticed Andy getting bullied from the second he walked on the bus. Right? <laughs> Punk ass white kids. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> there right, there would not have been a black kid that would have been like shoving him in its chest when he walked on that bus. Dumbass white kid. He'd have been the only one. Mm-hmm. You can sit with me, Andy. Yeah, he would have been like, come over here. But I'm, I'm token. You can sit with me, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but we all we always know what happens to the token black guy in a movie. He just ended up getting killed, though. So thank God he wasn't in there. <laughs> right. Okay, there so you go. That's why he wasn't. There. That's why he wasn't there. Hey, luckily that's we got the, we got the uh, the token newspaper black guy who doesn't get killed. <laughs> Yeah, but who's punk ass and gra like grabs Kyle like and wants to shove her up again? Like wants to beat the shit out of her. I was like, what the hell? Well, that was much. Well, she just she tried yeah, to run we'll get the to road. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in uh, a couple scenes. Still a little right. dramatic. Relax, truck driver guy. <laughs> All right, that, the ambulance shows up and Joanne packs up Andy's stuff to get him out of the house. Grace is at the house to pick him up. Andy tells Kyle he's still in the cellar. Don't let him get you. Kyle takes the Chucky doll outside and throws it in the trash. She smokes and swings and notices the buried Tommy doll. Chucky is now missing from the garbage can. She hears a noise from Joanne's room. Kyle finds her dead in the room at the sewing machine. Her throat has been slit. Kyle sits on the bed and Chucky attacks her. She knocks him on the ground and Chucky grabs the knife she dropped. Chucky trips her and forces her to drive to the foster center. Chucky has her speed up and the cops pull her over. The cop asks, Hey, that's a good guy, though. He asks him, what's your name? Then he has, then he, uh, he says, Chucky. And then he has a nosebleed. And the cop just lets him off with a warning. 
Grace tucks Andy into bed as Kyle drives off. She slams the brakes, throwing Chucky through the windshield. She now tries to ram him into the fence with the car, but misses. She leaves the car, and Chucky pulls a knife to her throat. The fire alarm goes off at the foster center. Andy sees Kyle downstairs with the doll. Grace asks Kyle, did you do it, she says, and she says Chucky pulled the fire alarm. Grace grabs the doll, but then Chucky kills her by stabbing her in the chest. Chucky and Andy escape the office through the window. They climb into the back of a newspaper truck, and Kyle gets into the car and chases the truck. She honks at the truck, but it won't stop, so she, like, swerves right in front of it. Andy and Chucky take off running to the good guy factory, and Kyle makes it in just in time. And the next two scenes are the ending in the uh, in the factory. Uh, Brian, do you want to go first on those two scenes, man? Yeah, sure. Um, so, I mean, the fact, like, why does he even need Kyle to drive him? Because he obviously either drove himself or just freaking booked it. You know, back home to and from the school, obviously, just to lay down on the floor and be found by, you know, Andy and the dad previously. So that kind of stood out to me a little bit, too. I think I would have rather him seen like, you know, him dig up Tommy or something and throw Tommy at the end of the stairs or something. I don't know. Like, I don't feel like they he used him as good as he should have. But he's running back and forth. And uh, look, this is a big gripe for me. But the movie is super, super short anyway. And we don't even get to see Joanne's kill on screen. That. That to me, like, I'm spoiler alert. That's my least favorite kill because off screen is kind of ridiculous that it is. Um, I am a fan of the fact that Kyle slammed on the brakes instead of like in the first one when the detective just drove through mailboxes and whatnot, trying to avoid being stabbed in the back seat instead of slamming on the brakes. Definitely props to her from that. Um, we'll just ignore the fact that he probably doesn't weigh enough to be slammed through the glass, but it did make for a nice visual anyway. Um, and this might be a little bit controversial, but I mean, all right, I do love the the character of Kyle. Um, so hear me out. Uh, and I guess you needed her for the finale and all. And I know she's, you know, the only decent part of cult to me. <laughs> but I would have I would have loved to have seen when he said playtime's over. He just slit her throat right there. I think that would have been brutal as hell. And, you know, let me just say this. I mentioned, you know, she was back for cult as much as I give the entire child's play franchise. I love the continuity. I'm a huge continuity fan. You know, I've bitched, I've bitched about Halloween for, for changing theirs. And, you know, this franchise definitely has it. Um, you know, I love Curse, but I do think Colt, I don't know, is not the greatest to me. But, you know, how cool it would have been to, in Jason Goes to Hell or Jason versus Freddy to have, you know, Tom Matthews come back as Tommy Jarvis or something. To have some of these people from these earlier movies come back for those, I really think that's cool. And I definitely appreciate the Chucky franchise for doing that. And, and I'll just leave you with... Oh, wait, stop. Paper truck that's driving through the street with the back door open. It's, you know, it's little stuff like that where I don't understand how you edit this movie and don't make the suggestion of how it's kind of a little bit ridiculous that the paper truck's driving down the street with the back door wide open. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Becky, Casper, what are y'all's thoughts? Well, Buzz Lightyear and Woody opened the door. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was lame. Um, no, I um, really like, I'm like you, I would have loved to see Joanne's. I feel like Joanne's kill was the most brutal, but we didn't see it. Mm. And I'm really sad that we didn't see it because the way she looked, would have it would have been awesome to watch that happen. Um, but that scene where Kyle is trying to chase him, I think that scene is amazing with the puppeteers. 
like how they had to puppeteer him to get him to move correctly and everything like that. Like that scene was amazing as far as that's concerned. Um, But yeah, the whole driving thing, I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, how'd this bitch get all the way from school to the house just to lay on the floor in literal seconds? But you're like, no, I need you to drive me. That was a big (laughs) hole kind of gaping open. Like, Like, how did you get there so fast, sir? (laughs) You were doing killing. Like, well, Phil's over here like, he's still going to be on the the floor. (laughs) Um. But yeah, I think that I think the whole like back of the truck was dumb. I think that that guy was a little harsh on Kyle. I was like, I mean, even though I do understand though, because he's like, what is it? What he is has no crazy? idea. Following me, I'm just trying to get back home. Like he has I just no trying to deliver paper. idea what's going on. He has so. no idea there's a doll. My favorite part though is when he said, "What's your name?" and he doesn't even toy it. He's like Chucky. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't even toy voice it. He just straight up, like, Chucky. And then she's like, um, well, do you know how some dolls pee? This one bleeds. <laughs> I think he's kind of fed up by that point because he knows he needs to hurry up and get the hell out of that body. So he's like, fuck this cop. Let's just go. I got to go. I got shit I got to take care of. I got to get this kid. I got to get my soul out of this fucking doll. And, yeah, that's... Uh, that that was a big part left from the school to the but I think this is I will agree though that with Joanne's death I I definitely agree with everybody I think I think it's pretty safe to say that this movie along with a lot of other movies during horror movies specifically during this time the the biggest enemy to all of them let's just say it was the MPAA I mean the Christian Picture Association of America just fucking sucked when it came to a lot of these horror movies because there was just, I mean, as I learned just through the Friday the 13th franchise, they had to fight so hard to reshoot and cut certain kill scenes mm. and they just could not be effectively done because the MPAA was like, well, you can't have too much of this and you can't do it like this and you can't angle it like this. So I'm wondering if that played a lot into why we didn't successfully get to see the way Joanne was was murdered maybe for the MPAA that was just a little too brutal but I would have liked to see it. Well, the Saw franchise pretty much said a fuck you to the MPAA. So they gave some leeway where they kind of had to. Yeah, uh, I pretty much agree with everything you guys said on these scenes here. Uh, this was. What I was talking about earlier with the laziness, this is where you really see it. The doll, she, her finding the doll, um, that there's no reason for it other than the big reveal. Oh, shit. And the, the one thing about Joanne's kill, though, that I will say, I don't mind that it was off screen just because the reveal was so well done. So if she walks in and she's just automatically sprawled out on the floor in a pile of blood, then, yeah, that sucks. We didn't get to see it. But the fact that you you know she's walking up and you hear the sewing machine ta, 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 and then just the the reveal when she spins her around I think that was so well done that I didn't mind it as much. Um, That's fair. Yeah, the, the 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 truck driver. I mean, he he needs to get fired anyway because like you guys <laughs> said, you gonna you gonna ride around uh, Chicago with all your newspapers just blowing in the wind. You don't give a shit about the Sun Times and <laughs> how yeah sometimes. how. 
<laughs> how fast how fast do you have to be going for a two and a half feet tall doll to fly from the front seat through the windshield like holy shit man she said it's a station wagon i can't floor it oh bullshit you, you sent a doll flying um i did like the little back and forth she had with the cop i thought that that was some good dialogue there the uh i have a date he's like oh you're gonna have to do better than that and then even chucky being like chucky like you guys said didn't even gimmick the voice at all just straight up cut to the shit let's get out of here um the the biggest complaint i have with the finale of this movie though is the again how how many coincidences can we believe in at this point it just so happens that they end up at the good guy factory like of all the places in chicago that's not a podunk town i don't know if you guys have heard of it chicago's pretty big you just happen to end up back at the factory. Like I think that was that was lazy, lazily done with no explanation of you know it's not like he had to get back there. It just so happened. Oh, we get back here. Let's go inside now. So I had a I had problem with that, but some stuff that goes on inside the factory. I'm glad that we made it back there. But this right there, it was just come on. Another thing I like from uh, the chase scene is is when Kyle turns the headlights on Chucky and he shoots at the bird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love that Chucky stays shit talking. I love that. <laughs> all right, all right. The next the next two scenes are the last two, and this is all inside of the factory. Chucky and Andy uh, walk through the good guy maze. Chucky uh, knocks him to the ground and starts his chant. <laughs> the the ominous clouds form. Chucky realizes it's too it's too late. As his nose bleeds again, Kyle knocks a bunch of doll boxes on top of him. Andy runs off, and he and Kyle run through the maze. They climb up a set of rollers, but Andy falls down them, and Chucky is at the bottom, waiting on him. Chucky chases him back up the rollers. Kyle drops a gate on Chucky's hand. He rips his hand off and rams the knife into his into his nub as a new hand and a weapon. Kyle and Andy crawl through the doll assembly line. The conveyor belt is now backed up, alerting the maintenance man. Hot plastic almost burns Andy. Maintenance man goes to fix the machine, but Chucky slices his neck, causing him to fall into the assembly line, being killed by having doll eyes rammed into his face and his eyes. Kyle and Andy are attacked by Chucky, but Kyle has Chucky stitched and put into the to the limb part of the assembly line. It comes out a hot mess, but of course Chucky escaped the room. Kyle is knocked uh, onto the conveyor belt by the maintenance guy's body on a rope. Chucky crawls towards Andy without legs. He tries to stab Andy, but gets the knife stuck in a machine. Andy then releases the molten plastic on Chucky. Andy climbs the belt, saving Kyle. Chucky attacks one last time, but Kyle sticks the air hose into his mouth, blowing up his head. Andy and Kyle exit the factory, and the film ends with Andy asking, Where are we going? And then Kyle says, Home. And he says, I have no idea where that is. Uh, I'm just going to touch on the ending real quick. I really like it. It's a, it's, it's kind of like the first one where Chucky's kind of too damn strong, but I really like the setting in the factory. I think it's cool. The visuals are really cool. The maze is really cool, and the doll mm. death is probably it's one of my favorites. I love I love the maintenance guys with the visual of the little doll eyes in his eyes. I love that. Uh, Becky Casper, this was y'all's movie. Do you want to go first? Or do you want to go last on these last two scenes? You you decide. I don't care. <laughs> All right, Brian, go ahead. We'll let y'all go last. <laughs> All right. So, um, 
little fast fact off the bat, like the final showdown of the Toy Factory, along with, you know, the teacher scene, were actually both in Don Mancini's first child's play script, but it got altered. Um, and you know what? It's too freaking late. Now, I feel I'm just as frustrated as Chucky, honestly, which it makes this whole thing frustrated because of the wasted time that he spent coloring on Andy's homework and laying around in basement floors and burying other dolls. He could he, he had the damn time. And it, it's just that's what's frustrating. I was like ready to kind of see the switch and kind of see how that was going to play out a little bit. Um, and, and look, nitpick central, but there's really no other way to get to the emergency exit except crawling through the dangerous machinery. Right. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, and 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 the lock and the doors locked. I mean, that's not safety hazard there at all. I mean, come on. Um, this the layout of this factory is fucking nuts. Um, uh, I did think that the Candyman style knife, you know, was was a nice little visual. And uh, another little fast fact. Um, Andy's final third act. You know, he was wearing um a blue and yellow shirt. Uh, Miko Hughes is actually wearing the same shirt um during Kindergarten Cop. So, and Andy Wiley, who plays Sammy, was in both, you know, both movies. And both movies were made by Universal Studios. So, that was a nice little fun fact I found. Um, you know, but I'm just, honestly, I'm not a big fan of the ending. You know, I just felt like between the ridiculousness of the factory taking me out of it, the jokes with his nuts getting stapled and the shot of his eyes rolling to the back of his head was just, it was too, like, Scooby-Doo-ish cartoony to me. Besides the nuts part, obviously, that wouldn't have been Scooby-Doo. But... You know, I just I, I felt like they just missed the mark just a little bit. And um, lastly, I will say, you know, I, I would like I would like to see a Charles Lee Ray sequel, like where he had the mannerisms, you know, from Chucky, maybe. And, you know, little Easter eggs here and there. And that, you know, ended with him running, running from the police, like in the beginning of the first one. I think that would have been good. I really liked the little bit of the flashbacks that we got from Curse, um, you know, whenever they showed that. So I, I really you know, I, I I think that's just my little tidbit there. I think I would like to see that in the future. Yeah, so the the ending, like I said, I think that it was lazily done how they got to the factory and I and the factory itself pissed me off. You're gonna try to tell me that this factory that obviously runs twenty four hours a day has one person working yep. and that yep. nobody nobody notices this girl just slide underneath the the roll uh, the rolling door like she's Jean Claude Van Damme. Nobody <laughs> nobody picks up on that. Uh, nobody picks up the fact that this guy this little kid has a buddy doll, you know, with a knife to his neck. That just this that whole thing. Who arranges boxes like that? There's no need for the boxes <laughs> to be arranged in a maze. Uh, they could just set those boxes up in a in a in a neat stack. They don't have to be constructed like that. Other than the fact that we need it so that they can get lost in the maze later. Um, Valid. Valid. The, the, the technician, when he did, and I want to say that I'm glad you brought up the fact, I, I was wondering if I was going to be the only one that noticed the fact that they had to climb through the machinery to get to the emergency exit. That's not an emergency exit anyway, because it's locked. OSHA would have a field day with this factory. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> the technician's death, uh, the, the optics of that kill were phenomenal. Mm -hmm. uh, when Andy turns the molten plastic on and it covers him, and then he jumps up and he's coming after Kyle. Was that shit not still hot? It was still smoking. And she never once acted, they never acted like, oh, this is hot. I shouldn't be touching you. So they just had a full on squabble while he's still smoking because it's supposedly hot. So I had a problem with continuity there. Um, and then, yeah, the, uh, 
the coolest thing to come out of this, other than the death with the eyes being inserted into his head, was the the scene where the part where he puts the knife in his arm. I thought that was a really cool, like you're getting some Resident Evil shit. Um, But overall, the ending frustrated me, pissed me off because, like you said, he had ample opportunity. He had 84 minutes to Mm -hmm. play hide the soul, and then (laughs) the the clouds are over top, and it's like, oh, you are 32 seconds too 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 late here. You know, it's like, come on, shit. It just kind of like you said, made it all for naught, made it frustrating. But uh, it it wasn't all bad because it was at least enjoyable. It was frustrating but enjoyable. Yeah, I gotta say, man, my maintenance guy he didn't practice lockout tag out at all. My man did not shut that machine <laughs> down or nothing. <laughs> he deserved that test. <laughs> OSHA would have a field day on this company. Yes. <laughs> all right, Becky and Casper, what's your thoughts on the uh, the factory ending? First of all, he couldn't. He, the reason that he took so long to hide the soul was because he had to be in five more movies. <laughs> true, I mean, that's true, true. That's valid. We had to make a franchise. We had to spawn a franchise. So they were like, "Well, we got to put this off. We got to put this off. We got to put this off because we got to make." five more movies in a series we gotta we gotta extend this um i'm gonna have to highly disagree with a lot of things only because these movies and i think the reason why i love these movies so much is because they're just fun like there is nothing in these movies that i take seriously because i'm like they're just so out there and so what in the hell is happening most of the time that you just kind of have to take it with a grain of, especially when you get to cult. Once you get to cult, you're like, what in the fuck <laughs> is going on? This is hilarious. <laughs> this makes no sense. But see, all. that came that came right after Curse, though, which was like super realistic and dark. And that's why I love right. it so much. No, I totally agree. Because it's like Curse, Curse was what revamped the series for me because I could not yes. stand speed. <laughs> I was like, Don, I'm going to need you to reel in whatever you're doing right now because you're going in a direction that I need you to stop going in because <laughs> Bride was fantastic and Seed was too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when he made Curse, I was like, yes. And then Colt, though, Colt was like funny and serious. And it was just the right amount of each to where it was not obviously not believable and it made no sense. But at the same time, you loved it because it was like, He's funny and saying his one-liners, especially the Cuckoo's Nest one, which will always be my favorite. And then you've also got the serious aspect of it. So the ending of two, I love because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> like the fact that they're, they did go to the good guy factory. The fact that that's where they ended up. The fact that they have this stupid boxes in a maze. I'm like, why? But it's funny because I'm like, well, okay, this is how we're going to do this. The scene where the guy got the plastic eyeballs in his head, fantastic. The fact that his dick got, or his balls got stapled, hilarious. <laughs> I'm just laughing. It makes me laugh, and it, it makes it just very enjoyable. So as much as I can sit and be like, yeah, this, this is frustrating because it doesn't make any sense, I'm sitting there like and laughing my ass off. Because I'm like, this is just so stupid and ridiculous that it's funny, and I love it. Well, um, I can say, you know, my my take on the franchise, and uh, this is this is kind of where Casper and I differed a little bit. Was um, the first three for me were just kind of 
I grew up with and and there was just this take with Chucky that was so different. Like he had the dad jokes, but he was also really demented in a way. Whereas Seed and Seed Bride and Seed just for me as like an OG child's play friend fan lost it. I I absolutely for a number of years and really even to this day, I watched Bride later on with Casper and I was able to appreciate it more as kind of a comedy. But yeah. uh, Bride and Seed for an OG child's play fan like me, I absolutely hated it for a very long time. I was like, this is not the direction I wanted Chucky to go in. What happened to my dark, dark Chucky? What the, these hokey fucking jokes and now he's got a girlfriend and a fucking kid and I'm like what in the fuck and the kid yeah. is this I don't even know I fucking hated those movies and then when Colt and Cur- or Curse and Colt came out especially see my thing is Colt had phenomenal kills but for me Curse is my absolute favorite I was like finally Chucky is back damn it we've got him like this is what I've always wanted this is this is the OG child's play Fans, this is what we wanted. Yes. This is we finally have Chucky back. Finally. So can I also just say real quick that they had an opportunity to make Fiona his kid, and they, and they did mark in that. That did piss me off. <laughs> I will agree. That was my only argument with Curse. Had I a really opposition, but I kind of get it. So in closing, with saying that Child's Play Two, I think it had some really iconic scenes. Um, Curse is kind of always going to be my favorite out of all of them for the reasons yes. I gave, but Child's Play 2 had its scenes. It, it worked for what it had. I like whoever said that it was it was frustrating, but it was enjoyable. Um, I, I felt the exact same way about it. And I also did want to say, you know, my, my dad, before he retired, was uh, an OSHA guy for his job. He would have been so pissed by that. <laughs> he would have been changing yellow flags. All over. He would have been so mad. Um, he would have been able to enjoy that. He would have just he would like, have not no, enjoyed no, it. No. Another part at the end, too, that my husband pointed out with the air hose. Uh, he's a machinist. He's like, if that air hose would have been turned all the way up to capacity to stick it in him and blow him up, that thing would have been whipping around way more than what it was that they showed. It would have whipped and probably slapped somebody and cut their leg. Like, it would have whipped around a lot more. So continuity, I get it. But, uh, yeah, whoever said it was frustrating and enjoyable, Child's Play 2, yep. I, I have to agree. That was that summed it up pretty pretty perfectly. <laughs> I'm right but there I with you, Becky. Everybody's opinions. I love hearing different opinions and you know stuff like that. I absolutely. I agree love with it. what Casper's saying. I'm you just know, you have to take it for what it is. As a he's a doll. He's a doll. He's a he's a fucking doll. You have to take it for what it is. But for me, like I said, I grew up with the movies. The the original three will always hold a special place in my heart. So seeing Curse again, I was like, thank you, Don. Thank you. <laughs> If he makes the series, if he actually makes the series a lot like following Curse and Cult, it's going to yeah, be phenomenal. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. All right. Are y'all ready to jump into some fun facts real quick? Yes. Do it. All right. I'll go first. I just got a few of them. Uh, Don Mancini stated that in an early draft of his script, the film was set during the Christmas season. This would have explained why so many good guy dolls were in the factory during the finale. 
Uh, all of Brad Doerr's voiceover work for Chucky was recorded in advance so they could match up Chucky's mouth with the words. Because of this, Doerr rarely appeared on set. Instead, recordings of his voice will be played back for Alex Vincent to go by. At 84 minutes, this is the shortest Child's Play movie. It opened as a number one film at the box office. And the last one I have is Chucky appeared in a tuxedo at the 1990 Horror Hall of Fame Awards to advertise the theatrical release of the film. He was introduced by Robert England from A Nightmare on Elm Street. That's all I have. Anybody else got fun facts? I got introduced by my other man oh. <laughs> i'm sorry i just geeked out really hard over that. <laughs> that 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 would be don't go out there friend of the show robert england that that, yeah, that guy that's, that's, that's right that's right <laughs> oh, <basically. laughs> all right so i i just got two things uh quickly because you you touched on a couple ones that i had uh grace zabriskie who played grace Poole in this movie she also played Mrs. Ross in Seinfeld. And if you watch some of the later episodes of Seinfeld, there's actually a VHS copy of Child's Play 2 on a shelf in Jerry's apartment. So that's kind of a cool little Easter egg there. The last thing that I have, uh, Greg German, who plays Matson in this film, he also played uh, Mr. Dennett in Talladega Nights. And he was married to Molly Shannon in the film. Molly Shannon co-starred in Never Been Kissed, which also uh-huh. starred. David Arquette. Let's go! <laughs> Six degrees of Kevin Bacon right there. Yep. swings around. That's my guy. <laughs> you never cease to amaze me, my friend. Brian, <laughs> Brian, do you have any fun facts? No, I said I'll mind during the thing. Do y'all have any fun facts? Are y'all ready to jump into the favorite kill and rating? What was the, the lady's name that ran the, the foster home? Grace? Grace. Was yeah. she, wasn't she Twin Peaks? I don't know. I have no idea. I have to go I look. So <laughs> I don't think she was. I think I think you might be getting her mixed up with somebody else. Okay, well that's was. my not fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh actually actually yes. Yes, she was oh, in Twin Peaks. She, wait, who did she didn't she play the mom? Didn't she play she the played, chick's mom? She, she played Sarah Palmer. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not crazy. Okay, okay. You're right. I stand for it. Okay, that's my fun fact. I stand for it. <laughs> it's been a while. I need to watch <laughs> Becky, Casper, this was y'all's movie. Do you want to go first or last with your favorite kill, least favorite kill in rating? We can go first. We'll go first. This I time. said first, Lord. <laughs> first this time. There I go. All right, go ahead. Oh, yeah, there she goes. My favorite kill, satisfyingly, <laughs> was Tommy's. No, I'm just kidding. R.I.P. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> um, Phil's. <laughs> but my favorite kill that you don't see, like I Joanne's kill, like how brutal that looked. I have to say, like I don't know what he did, but the aftermath was great. But Phil dying was mm, that's oh so yeah I think we're all in agreement that Phil's death is pretty satisfying for everyone. Um, honestly, mine I don't and I don't know I I typically like these kind of kills in a lot of movies, but I like uh, how do you pronounce his name Mattis, Matheson? I liked Matheson. his death. Yeah. Yeah, I actually did being stuff like the bag over his I Yes. Especially what led up to that, the fact that yeah, he sort I, of I like the lead I like the lead up to the scene. 
just well that guy was a he was such a he was one of those like 80s kind of he was the yuppie character he was a yuppie yeah. he was a, they, yeah, they pretentious yuppie douchebag yep, the fucking car phone the gold card like fuck you dude you just <laughs> like, take that guy out of here <laughs> You're like waiting for him to kill him. You're like, please just, just off him. Just go. <laughs> you know, actually, there is something I want to point out though. In that scene, he does kill him. So does he drive the car himself to Andy's? Oh shit, that's there right. You go. I should, Boom. This Again, another reason why he doesn't need Kyle. <laughs> didn't need Kyle. He could drive the whole time. <laughs> I don't know how he reached the pedals. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think he got the address, and then he just had him parked close to the house, and then he ran there. I think that's mm-hmm. what happened. Because they uh, drive right by Andy's house, and then he has him parked. So I think he just ran, oh, but okay. I, I think that's what happens. All right, there you go. That explains that. Yep. So what do you guys rate it? I'm going to say 7.5 plastic child's good guy eyeballs. <laughs> 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 You gave it a five. Seven? No, I said a seven point five. Seven point five. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little. High. Sorry. Because um, I'm thinking of the franchise as a whole. That's why I'm thinking seven point five. Okay. Uh. Mm. I'm gonna give it a hard six. Ooh. All right. A hard <laughs> six. A hard, a hard six. six. Not a soft nice. six. A hard six. Nice. A, hard. a fully, a fully nice. erect six. Wow. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What? What what I happened? Am, I got hacked. I'm sorry. If you have an erection lasting for more than four hours, contact your <laughs> That's this one right here. Brian, do you want to go next? Um, I want to say I, I, it was is Becky, right? I think I completely agree with Becky, by the way. I just wanted to say that with her entire outlook on the Child's Play franchise, right there with you. Um, Thank you. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> My favorite kill is um, the strangle on the toy exec. I, li- I like that more for like the poetry in that, being that it was a throwback to him being a strangler. I like that was my favorite little little tidbit in there. I liked that. Um, I want. I'm glad that the first first kill was a a strangle. Um, I mean, I guess it was suffocation, but it was both. It was both. Let's go with that. Um, least favorite kill off screen death of uh, Joanne. I said that because come come the fuck on. Um, <laughs> I rated Child's Play one a six point five. Um, I mean, that's I mean, I, I would say that's about fair. Probably what I would still rake it. That was a long time ago too. That was like a lot of episodes ago. But uh, and I, I honestly I think this is pretty close to that. So uh, I'm gonna give it the same score, six point five. All right, I'll go next. Favorite kill I picked Miss Kettlewell. Uh, I love that she dies, and I love the pan away shots, and you keep seeing, uh, you can keep seeing the yardstick like the hits. Every time it pans out, you can still see it. Even when it's beyond the fence, you can still see the strikes. Uh, and I wrote the factory worker was a runner-up because I really like that death, too. Uh, I'm with you, Brian. My least favorite is Joanne, just for the simple fact it was off-screen. I mean, it looks it, – Dustin's right. It was a very good reveal, but they could have put that in there. Maybe the NPA did have something to do with it. I don't know. Uh, I rated this movie at 8.5 uh, cons. I think it's ridiculous that the foster parents uh, kept the doll in the house. Uh, so dumb that Grace just gave Uncle Charles all of Andy's information. Uh, it annoys me that they didn't notice the buried center. Yard looked like a yard. 
except the one hole it just looked like it looked like something dug up there like it was painfully obvious uh last nick pick i have is chucky tells kyle to speed up then she wrecks the car but it's right beside the foster center apparently did you notice that like whenever they escaped she escaped the office she ran right to the car it's like why'd you have to speed up if it was right there so that that kind of bothered me a little bit (laughs) uh the pros we get chucky we get you know chucky we get chucky start to finish Brad Dorf is awesome. He's he's got an iconic voice in the horror genre. Uh, yeah. It's the intro to Funny Chucky as well. Uh, Kyle is an awesome foster sister to Andy. Andy's not great, but he's much improved from the first. He's a lot better. Uh, the movie is really fast paced. It's only like an hour and twenty four minutes, uh, and it's just a fun watch for me every single time. I agree uh, with whoever said that I don't take the Child's Play movie seriously. I just watch them for fun. I don't. Really isn't the shining or nothing i'm not looking for, i'm not looking for brilliance i'm just looking for a fun villain and fun kills and i just want to enjoy the movie i like i like child's play 2 a lot it's fun go ahead dustin all right so i agree with with a lot, a lot of what you just said nico but as far as the kills my favorite was the uh, factory technician just the yeah the the over the top the eyes getting put into his head and the way it looked after i think that the the aesthetic was so pleasing that, and well done. I, I really enjoyed that one. Uh, my least favorite kill is the the first kill, the supernatural electricity. <laughs> oh, just because I, I yeah, yeah, I just don't think that that makes any sense. I, I like Matson's kill. I wasn't I wasn't shitting on that I one. Keep forgetting. I I honestly, I keep yeah. forgetting about the Emperor yeah. Palpatine kill. Yeah, because <laughs> if you're gonna if you're gonna you kill someone. <laughs> I just I just it, it's, it's not. It does not make uh doesn't make a lick of sense as they say in my neck of the woods. Um, overall score, this is where what I was saying earlier. I, for me, I enjoy the movie, but that doesn't necessarily think mean that I think it's a good movie. There's plot holes throughout. There's uh, lazy writing throughout, and who knows? Maybe they cut so much out of it that it would have been if it was sitting at you know an hour forty five minutes that some of those little quick shortcuts they took would have made more sense. But that being said, I give this movie a five. I would definitely watch it again. I, I own the movie, but it's just not a great movie in my mind. So that being said, the composite score of all of our rankings, we, we come out at a 6.7 on child's place two. I would just like to clarify my 6.5 is 6.5 stapled Chucky nuts. That's what I want to make it. 6.5 stapled Chucky nuts. My, mine is... 6.5 Chucky nuts and 7.5 plastic good guy eyes. Yeah, and my... So. All right, mine is uh, 8.5... Uh, Yardstick wax to the <laughs> evil teacher. <laughs> We're going bloodbath and beyond right now uh, with okay. our with our ratings. I, lo- I, lo- I like their YouTube channel. They're really good. Uh, Becky Casper, really appreciate y'all joining us. Um, do y'all want to plug y'all show real quick, or have anything else you want to say before we get out of here? Uh, Child's Play is amazing, and it's the best franchise out there, and that's on Casper because not everybody agrees with that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but um, if you <laughs> if you guys do want to give us a follow on any of our um, 
social media. We do have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at Don't Fuck With The Original. Uh, make sure to spell it out with the apostrophe or you will not find it. Yes, it's annoying, but it happens. Um, also, we are on Spotify, Podcast Player, Podbean, CastBox, and Podcast Addicts if you want to follow our actual show. And then you'll know when we put out new episodes, which is every Wednesday. Yeah, every Wednesday. Wednesdays are for podcasts with with Don't Fuck With The Original. Keeping things spooky. Spooky, spooky. <laughs> I like it. Uh, we really appreciate y'all joining us. This was fun. We'll definitely do it again down the road. Yeah, whenever and, we uh, rank the Chucky franchise, definitely want to have them oh, all. Sure. Oh, 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 oh. That'll be a fun episode. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. We're, we're definitely going to have you guys on, too. So. Okay, let's go. <laughs> right, right now. now. Right as soon as this episode's done, you're on ours. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny I have to clean my apartment. <laughs> we got inspection. We got inspection tomorrow. <laughs> well, but we really appreciate you guys asking us, and we we've had a blast. Yeah. So awesome. thank you guys yeah. so much. Yeah. Uh, we we hey, the second y'all followed us and showed so much love, we really appreciate it because you know like y'all started last January, we started what last September, October, something like that. September, I think. So, yeah. So uh, I was just saying that we uh we uh share the same journey of starting our own podcast and having a great time talking to our friends about it. Yeah. Really appreciate all the support and y'all have a good night. And I uh, just want to remind everybody to, uh, don't go out there. My buddy, my buddy, my buddy, my buddy, wherever I go, he's there. My Buddy and kid sister. It's sold separately from Play School.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.